You are listening to Bringing Grace to the Nations podcast, where we talk about your theological questions. BGN podcast is produced every Saturday for your enjoyment. Get more information on our website, grace-nation.com. Also, follow us on Twitter at GraceNationMin and on Facebook. Now, here is your host, President of Grace Nation Ministries, Victor. Yo, yo, what is up, guys, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Bringing Grace to the Nation's podcast. I am your humble host, Victor, and I just want to welcome everyone back, and uh, thank you guys for tuning in. It's such a privilege to have such an amazing audience and uh, just such an amazing just crowd of people that listen to our podcast and that are so faithful and come back week after week and listen to my annoying voice talk about some really cool things. Uh, and so we just want to say thank you and we appreciate everyone that, that takes the time out of their day to be a part of the Grace Nation family and the Bringing Grace to the Nation's family. Today we have a really fun topic I'm really excited to be talking about. Uh, this topic, but b- before we actually get into the podcast, I don't have my interim co-host here with me today. It's just me. I'm Ryan Solo, so it's going to be a little bit of a shorter podcast. It's going to be a little bit more of an informative podcast. I'm really excited to kind of be talking about some of this stuff because I think it's really under-talked about in the church, like most of the stuff we talk about, so we're really excited for that, but just a few updates uh, in terms of Grace Nation and bringing grace to the nations. We just kind of want to talk about a few things. I have a good buddy. His name's Tim, and he lives, uh, he goes to school down in FSU, and he's a really good guy, and he's been writing for Grace Nation for a few months now, and we've been talking, and we want to start a new series uh, in terms of uh, writings on Grace Nation, and so starting actually yesterday, this past Thursday, He has been uh, writing and he's going to continue writing a series on the gospel. And he is taking on the task and the challenge of taking six different passages of scripture where the gospel is not normally found or where people are usually unable to find remnants of the gospel uh, in the Bible. And he's going to be preaching the gospel from them. So we're really excited to kind of have that series. So he's going to be starting in Genesis 1-1 and he's going to preach the gospel from Genesis 1-1 and talk about how we can see Jesus from that Bible verse. He's also going to be talking about David and Goliath and, and when the bears just kind of kill over 20 children in uh, second Kings. And he's going to be taking some difficult passages of scripture and really diving into them and preaching the gospel from them. And I think that's a really good, uh, I, it's a really good habit to get involved in because it is the Bible and we can, the Bible, the whole point of the Bible is to point to Jesus. And, So with that in mind, every word in the Bible points to Jesus. And so we're taking on the, uh, the challenge, but also the responsibility of, of finding Jesus in all of scripture. And then hopefully kind of relating that to you guys so that you guys can also take on that task because it is something that we all need to get into the habit of doing, being able to see Jesus in every situation in scripture and in life. And so we're really excited to bring that 
uh, that that kind of series to you guys, and I'm really excited to to kind of hand that over to Tim, and, and he's going to be heading that up. So we're excited for that. Next announcement is we're having a devotional kind of series, and we're really excited for the devotional um, series to kind of get underway and that whole section to kind of get started. And so we have a few writers and a few people that are coming on to that team, and so we're super excited about that. That'll You'll get more information on that. And then we're also welcoming on a brand-new social media manager. His name is Jonathan McNeil. And he's watching the Facebook Live right now, and so we're really excited about that. And uh, we're really pumped to kind of get our social medias underway, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those things. I'm going to be working on kind of a Snapchat thing that I think is really going really to be cool and helpful. So we're kind of excited about that. With all those things being said, we, it is now time to dive into the podcast. And today's topic... It's going to be focused around, centered around generosity. And I think generosity in today's church can be taken one of two angles in most American churches. A church can come from the angle of, we're never going to talk about generosity because we don't want to make our congregation feel like they need to be giving us money. Or you can come from the completely opposite angle All we're going to do is talk about generosity because we desperately need our congregation to give us money. It's kind of, it's kind of a give and take. And and though you see those two kind of fighting each other and the church and, and both of those unfortunately are wrong and churches have a really wrong concept of what generosity is. And so that leads to them talking about generosity wrong. And so I kind of just want to talk about what biblical generosity is. Like, how do we have generous hearts without going bankrupt? Or how do we have generous hearts without, uh, without you know, giving up all of our time? Like, how do we do these things practically? And how do we glorify God through them? And unfortunately, that's not necessarily talked about in the church all that often. And so it was just kind of laying on my heart to, uh, to really, to just kind of dive into this. I think, I think it's going to be really cool. And I think you can talk about generosity. I think there's two main facets of generosity and there's more, but we're going to be focusing on the two big, the two big ones. The first one is giving financially, being generous with your finances. And the second one is being generous with your time. And so we're going to start with giving financially. And so how do we be generous with our finances without going bankrupt? And I want to go ahead and pull from Luke 18 here. And so I'm going to be reading from Luke 18, 9. And here's what it says. He also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. Two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee standing by himself prayed this, God, I thank you that I am not like the other men, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all I get. But the tax collector standing far off would not even lift his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the Pharisee. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. I think that verse give, just blows my mind. 
right? And I think I think a lot of us are the Pharisee, unfortunately. Like, we all kind of act like this Pharisee, even though we might not necessarily be at church, you know, at the altar call being, well, thank goodness I'm not like this person sitting next to me. We don't necessarily do that. But the point of Jesus saying this isn't, he's, he's not saying uh, that what he said was wrong, but the heart behind what he said was wrong. The heart behind that prayer was wrong. And so we often come to our prayers in this way. Like, thank you that I'm, uh, that I'm better than the dirty sinners of this world. We kind, even though we might not pray that, we kind of have that intention in the back of our heart. And unfortunately, that is a product of our total depravity. Like, that is the product of sin in our world. Very few of us come to the altar, come to the table, come to Jesus, not even lifting our eyes to heaven. Like the tax collector, and it's not saying that when you pray, you can't look to the sky. That's not what the text is saying. The text is saying that he, that the tax collector didn't even feel worthy to, to even be in the presence of God. Like he didn't feel worthy to even have the ability to come to God in prayer. Thus, he didn't look up to heaven. And, and very few of us have that attitude towards prayer, right? Very few of us have that attitude towards prayer. In fact, just the act of taking prayer for granted is us being like the Pharisee. Every time we come to God in prayer and refuse to acknowledge his, his godness, his holiness, the fact that he needs to be glorified among the nations, the fact that we owe our entire life to him, every time we come to God without acknowledging those things, we are coming to God the same way the Pharisee did. And we're taking advantage of the ability to walk into the throne room of Jesus and worship him. And that's just kind of what we do, unfortunately. And, and so, and, and that kind of leads to us not having a generous heart is the lack of looking towards Jesus. I actually wrote this down and, and I thought it was really interesting. Uh, our lack of generosity is rooted in a lack of trust and reliance on God's kingship and lordship. We, we, our lack of generosity is rooted in an incorrect view of God. It's just, it's how it is, unfortunately. And I'm saying all these things, unfortunately, so many times because it is, it is unfortunately, it's, it's part of our world. And so how do we shift? How do we act like the tax collector in this parable? You see tax collectors, a lot of you know, this were looked down upon during those times they i mean look if i mean you can just look at how people treated you know matthew or or you know uh zacchaeus right he was a wee little man right like people treat tax collectors poorly in this time because tax collectors were known to take advantage of people and to steal people's money and, and all this kind of stuff and so for God to say that this man who is socially and culturally rejected and is probably in sin 
for stealing and for all these things. He's the one being exalted rather than the quote-unquote righteous man. And it's all a heart. It, it all stems from the heart. It, it, it's a heart issue, right? The Pharisee's heart was wrong, and the tax collector's heart was in the right. You see, we are called to give our finances to the church. We are called to support the local church financially, biblically. Read Acts, read Hebrews, right? Like people were tithing to uh, Melchizedek, right? In the Old Testament. Hold on, I'm taking a sip of water. Right? Tithing is a biblical concept. And we, in our un, when we don't tithe, it, it, it reveals a lack of trust in God because we don't believe that he can provide for us financially because we are giving up a certain percentage of what we have. I'm not going to say 10%, 15%, or whatever it was. We That's a different discussion for a different day. We don't give to the church. We don't give to charity. We don't support local organizations. We don't support global missions because we have a lack of trust and reliance on God. And unfortunately, it has uh, this disease has infected the entire church. In the end, tithing wasn't something Israel did in the same way uh, we mindlessly throw gratuity to a waitress or waiter at a restaurant. It was an intentional practice through which God intended to teach Israel about his sovereign ownership of everything. Instead of being consumers of their blessings, they had to stop and think through just how much blessings they had. That is the purpose of tithing and giving. It is to show that God is king and Lord over all and that he owns everything. And so he's asking for just a little bit so that we can acknowledge that, right? Again, I'll read this one more time because I love this statement. Notice the heart behind it. In the end, tithing wasn't something Israel did the same way we mindlessly toss a gratuity down with our bill at a restaurant, right? We just kind of mindlessly do it without that. That's kind of the ignorant heart. That's kind of the Pharisee's heart. It was an intentional practice through which God intended to teach Israel about his sovereign ownership of everything. Instead of being consumers of their blessings, they had to stop and think through just how much blessing they had. The stopping and the thinking through is the intentional heart that God requires for a tithe, we can even look all the way back to Genesis and look at Cain and Abel. It was the heart that dictated the appropriateness of the sacrifice. We can look uh, into Psalms and, and we read uh, in, in Psalm 51 that, that God is not pleased with our burnt offerings and our sacrifices when when it comes from an unclean or a dirty heart, right? So our tithing needs to, our generosity needs to stem from 
a, a correct heart, a, a, a correct standing heart. And when I say generosity, generosity and tithing are not synonyms. Generosity doesn't equal tithing. Generosity financially can come in any form. You can, it can come in a form of tithing to your church. It can come in a form of sponsoring a child through compassion. It can come in the form of supporting Grace Nation Ministries, hint, hint, wink, wink, plug, plug. Right? It can come in many different forms, but I'm just using tithing as the easy example here. So yes, we are called to be generous financially. God takes care of his people. And through the act of generous giving, God continued to bless his people. When Israel stopped giving, when Israel had an incorrect heart with God, notice what happened. They went into exile. They became slaves. They were murdered. There was a civil war. All these things happened. But when they were intentionally in tuned with the Lord, with their heart in the correct place, giving the correct sacrifices, God was their Lord and they were given endless blessings. Right? Notice that relationship. We are Israel now. We are under the new covenant. Right? There's no separation between the church and Israel. We are one under Jesus. We are the new Israel. God will bless us, but we need to acknowledge his lordship by living a generous life that stems from a generous heart. And so that's point number one. We need to be generous with our finances. We also need to be generous with our time. That's another thing in America that a lot of us struggle with. We are just pressed for time. We don't have time for anything these days. Like, I went home this week for spring break, and it was crazy. I had no time to do anything. I needed to get some work done, and I did not get that work done. I had meetings, and I had, you know, I wanted to spend time with my family, who I hadn't seen in a while, and I wanted to spend time with my brother, and I had a meeting with pastors, and I had to drive an hour and a half out to, to see some friends. Like, I was just busy, and, and so I wasn't able to really serve with my time. But we are called to serve with our time. Read 1 Peter 4, 10 through 11. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. We are called to serve with our time. Read Galatians 6.10. So then as we have the opportunity, let us do good to everyone and especially to those who are in the same household of faith. We are called to serve the local church. I'll read that again. That's Galatians 6.10. So then as we have the opportunity, let us do good to everyone and especially to those who are of the household of faith. We are called to serve in the church. That means we're called to be you know, youth leaders, if that's where uh, you're supposed to serve. You're called to be in the tech booth or to do slides or to be on the worship team or to be on the welcome team. You're, we're called to serve the church, but, but not only the church, but also the people in the church. That means if, if, if there's a death in someone's family, we're, we're called to serve that family in their time of difficulty. That means if, if there's a, a sickness that, that's going around in the church, we are called to minister and to care for the sick. 
but it's also, we're not just called to serve the church, we're not just called to serve the people in the church, but we're called to serve everyone. And, and unfortunately, I hear this all the time, right? I can't help the guy on the side of the road with the sign that says that they want money because they're just going to use it to buy drugs or they're just going to use it to uh, go get alcohol or X, Y, and Z. We come up with so many different excuses as to why, as to why we shouldn't serve uh, the homeless. In fact, there's a thing in scripture called the sin of omission. And that is if you are called to do something and you don't do it, you are in sin. And we are called to care for the homeless. I'm not saying that that means every homeless person that you drive by, you have to give them $100. That's not what I'm saying. That's not the most effective way. But it, but if you're called to financially support someone on the side of the road with $5, then you need to trust God that they're gonna, that, that, that $5 is going to go to good use because you're being called to give that to them. If you're called to take them to lunch, which is what I recommend, and, and minister to them that way and buy them a meal and to serve them in that way or to get them a hotel room so they can get a shower, or whatever it looks like, we are called to serve with our time. Sometimes that means canceling plans with your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your best friend or your significant other so that you can serve the people in your community so that you can draw them to the cross of Christ. Sometimes that's what it takes. We're called to serve with our time. Our lack of generosity in these areas, like I said, stems from and is rooted in a lack of trust and reliance on God's kingship and lordship. God is glorified through our generosity, and if we're praying that God be glorified on this earth and we are reluctant to be generous, then we truly do not wish that God was glorified here on this earth. Our beliefs should result in a consequent action, right? So if, so if I believe that God is real, and, and I'm a Christian and I believe these things, that should result in me doing X, Y, and Z because I believe it. I mean, read James, right? Faith without works is dead, right? Works stem from faith. Faith does not stem from works, right? Generosity, if, if, we, if we genuinely want God to be known throughout all the nations on this earth, if we want to bring grace to the nations, plug my podcast, plug my podcast, then we need to be living a life that reflects that belief. And that means we need to live a generous life. That means we need to live a compassionate life, even though we didn't talk about that. But we do need to live a generous life financially. We need to trust that God will take care of us. Every dime, every penny that you've gotten in your life ever has been because of the grace of God. And then our ignorance and reluctantness to acknowledge that and to give back to him is not only selfish, it's prideful. And, and it, it shows that we truly don't have a, a correct reverence for God. If we're not taking time out of our day to serve the local church, the people in the church, and the world, then, then we are telling God that my time is too precious to do your work. 
And that is the most ignorant, prideful, anti-gospel attitude that we have. And we read that God resists the proud. And I pray every day that God resist my pride so that I'm humbled in his presence. And I encourage you guys to pray the same thing. Because when, when we are living a humble life, we can then live a generous life. Generosity is a fundamental level of Christianity. And, and for, us to truly, for us to truly be living the gospel, for us to truly be uh, carriers and vessels of the good news, we need to be living with not only the mindset, but the heart of generosity. And, and Satan does a really good job at tricking us. Um, at, you know, if, if, if you do give a ton of money, to the church, or you do serve a ton in the church, Satan can do a really good job at, at tricking you to make you think that you're doing something good. You're, you're being generous. But remember, it's a heart issue. Are you serving from a heart of true, intentional, gospel-focused generosity? Or are you doing it from a heart of, I need to check this off the box so that I can be seen or known as generous? It's a heart issue. And so just to kind of conclude today and to kind of wrap up this podcast, um, I don't want to plug, like I'm not saying that you have to financially give to Grace Nation Ministries or I'm not saying that you have to serve Grace Nation Ministries with your time. That's not what I'm saying. But there are avenues and routes that you can express your generosity with Grace Nation, whether it be with your time serving in the writing department or working with uh, the social media areas or working with our newsletter that we're developing and things like that. You can be generous with your time in that way. You can also be generous with your finances with Grace Nation Ministries. But I want to encourage you to be generous in your local church Be generous in your local church. Advance the gospel in your neighborhood and in your community. Do your part. Live a life from a generous heart. And if you're struggling to find or to have that generous heart, sit down tonight and just ask God to create in you a generous heart. To give you a passion for generosity. You see, God tells us that when we pray anything in accordance to his will, he will answer. And we know biblically that living a generous life is directly in the will of God. And so you can be confident that God will begin a work in your heart to create in you a generous heart. Guys, I hope... That was, I hope that was, I hope that was beneficial. I hope you guys enjoyed that little uh, podcast on generosity. I know it wasn't as light or as funny as some of the other podcasts and I apologize for that, but I, I really just wanted to kind of talk about this, this idea and it was just really on my heart and, and I think, I think we can approach it biblically and I, I, I really think that, that it needed to be tackled. So I'm glad that I was able to do it today. I'm glad that you guys or took the time and listened. I hope you guys enjoyed the shorter podcast. You don't have to listen to me ramble on for as long, uh, even though my voice is annoying. I even get 
annoyed at my own voice. Like I'm getting annoyed at me talking right now, but that's, that's part of the job. That's part of the gig. I hope you guys did enjoy this podcast. I hope you guys will tune into the new gospel series on Grace Nation. Guys, make sure you sign up for our newsletter. Seriously, we have a newsletter, so you guys should sign up for it because it's awesome and it's amazing. And you guys should totally sign up for it because it's a newsletter. And I'm going to keep talking about the newsletter until you go and sign up for the newsletter. You can do it on grace-nation.com. You can find us there. Sign up for the newsletter. You will get weekly emails right in your inbox with articles and resources and devotions and everything you need to uh, equip yourself to be a faithful servant of God. And so we are excited that we can have that uh, resource for you guys. So guys, please take advantage of that resource because uh, it's free and it's awesome and it's free and it's free. So uh, if you guys feel uh, the desire to be generous towards Grace Nation Ministries, you can always donate uh, on grace-nation.com slash donate. There's a tab there, and we would really appreciate your donation uh, to further the uh, gospel and the, king- and the uh, kingdom reach of our podcast and website. I hope you guys have a fantastic week. It's Saturday. Enjoy your weekend. Have a good Monday. Live this week to the fullest. As my mentor, Joel Olstein would say, live your best life today. I'm just kidding. My mentor is not Joel Olstein. Do not listen to Joel Olstein. He is a heretic. Guys, we love you. You're beautiful. You're one of a kind. Take care. And God bless. And that's the show. Thanks for listening. The BGN Podcast comes out every week. Questions? Email us at gracenationministries at yahoo.com or tweet us at gracenationmin. Until next time, take care and God bless.